0: Hey everyone, welcome to Daily Dose of Serotonin, the show about mental health delivered in a less conventional way. We all have health and we've all got a brain, so we've all got mental health that we need to take care of. I'm here to break down the walls, stigma, boxes, labels. I'm not here to educate or diagnose, and I'm especially not here to tell you what to do because you are the one with the wisdom and the answers. And I am here to present new ideas, new perspectives, so that you can find your own answers and live a life a little healthier, happier you here. Oh yeah, and I'm Sarah Pringle, your host. But that's not really important because you're the star here. All right, if you're ready, here's your little dose of serotonin. Hello and welcome back to Daily Dose of Serotonin. This is episode 26. I'm really excited Thank you all for still being here, and uh, thank you for listening in right now. I hope that you are well. Ah, I hope that you're healthy and strong, and I hope that if you are struggling right now that you reach out and um, you know how much I love you, and that I'm sending you so, so, so much love. So today's episode is going to be on the ebbs and flow and leaning into the difficult times and understanding that we can make difficult things positive. And I also want to bring in a theory I made up called the broccoli chocolate cake theory. Um, Maybe it's not considered a theory, but a concept more like a concept. So Let's cycle back to the ebb and flow part. Um, we hear it a lot, things ebb and flow. To ebb is to decrease, decline and, and growth. And then to flow is when things get back into motion. And life isn't a series of upward climb. Um, as we all know, it doesn't just, it's not harder and it gets easier and easier and then it's just better and then it's just free sailing. It's It goes well and then we drop and we think, oh my gosh, I'm back where I started and I thought I got somewhere and then we do well again and then we crash and we do well again and we crash and same thing like things die and and things are born and life is born and people are born and people die and it's it's sad and we've we've learned to label things as as good and bad but what if we looked at this and thought well I couldn't enjoy the flow and the life and the beauty and the vibrancy if I didn't have the, the ebbs if, if life was all just perfect or what we thought what we think would be a perfect world right now it wouldn't be because we get bored or we it would become normal and that would be a new baseline a new standard and we'd have nothing to compare it to and the only reason things are good and bad in our mind is because we have a comparison good and bad when does something become good and when does it become bad where's the gray area when does it start when does it stop when you think about all of this we realize that it's all concept it's all perception and leaning into when it's tough to know that this is a growth time this is this is something to lean in and heal and feel and see what does my body need I'm working with an incredible coach right now shout out to Gloria McLean she was on the show a few weeks back Gloria is honestly super super incredible and um, episode 17, Gloria was on, and she is talking about um, in our coaching sessions about our mind tricks us and it tells us things. It tells us that things aren't working. It tells us that we aren't enough. It tells us all these lies trying to keep us safe, but our body is something that we need to listen to. And if we can lean into our body, when things are hard, when we're in the ebb of our life, I don't even know if that's sounds okay to say on its own, eps of life. (laughs) Anyway, um, how does that feel? And what do you need in those moments? And how can you love yourself better? And how can you learn? So today I was out trimming. I always sound like I'm jumping off onto another topic, but today I was out trimming at a ranch and I promise this all ties in. And earlier, like two weeks ago, I was trimming a horse who could hardly walk. She had a whole chunk of her foot was missing and she wasn't doing well at all. We had to give her some medication to keep her comfortable. And so fast forwards two weeks till today, I went out to see her and see how she was doing. And she was doing amazing. And she was running around and she was just so happy and And that filled my heart and I love my job. So if you're new to the show, I work with horses and I help their hooves and I trim them and I do um, therapy and rehabilitation work with hooves and everything. So I'm a farrier and um, yeah, so it was so great seeing this horse doing so well. But two days ago, I got a call from one of my clients and um, his horse is 31 and hasn't been doing well. And then, you know, 31 for horse is very old. And he had to just be put down because um, he got attacked by some dogs and hurt his leg. And it was it was a mess. And it was so sad. And I was so devastated because i I've been trimming him for a few years now. And I get an attachment. And despite all the amazing things and the horses I've helped, I focus on that one thing, that death of this one horse. And I focus on some of the ones I couldn't save and some of the ones that I was a last resort and couldn't help. And the thing is, we we focus so much as as a bad thing. So what if I looked at it as this horse lived this beautiful, beautiful life, and it was his time to move on to rest, and he's old. And now I can focus on Now the flow, this beautiful horse that is still young and she healed from her hoof injury. So when I was walking back from the pasture today, just thinking about the horse, her name's Marilyn, by the way, and the other one who passed away is named Tribe. And I was thinking about Marilyn and I was like, you know, it's such a beautiful thing and I can allow myself joy despite the pain I had for Tribe. And sometimes we... Don't allow ourselves the joy because we think that when things are sad, we need to stay in the sad. But life changes. It ebbs and it flows. And from one minute to the next, things are changing. And if we stay stuck, there's always someone hurting and something hurting. But when we have those moments, if we could lean into them ask ourselves what we need how we can comfort when it's not us that's hurting but other people instead of us trying to feel the pain for them and try to bring ourselves down for them because we think we're helping how can we support how can we lean in how can we we give and hold and hug and you know how can we be in that lean into that and it's something that's really hard to grasp because I really get caught up when things are bad and I get in a spiral and I go downhill and everything falls apart and I just feel like I can't take life anymore. And the thing is, is there's so many beautiful novels and poems about pain and pain can be beauty and sadness can be beauty. And when we label things as again, good and bad, it takes away things. It, 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 it boxes it and it and it gives us fear and it traps us and our freedom is gone. And this is where I want to bring in the broccoli and chocolate cake thing. When I was a kid I always wondered what if um you know when you you couldn't have dessert if you didn't eat dinner, I don't know if that was like you growing up, but I remember my parents would be like, "Okay, well if you don't finish this dinner, then you know you can't have dessert." Um because otherwise kids would just eat chocolate cake their whole life. I think <laughs> And so I thought to myself, what if chocolate cake was our meal? And what if broccoli was the dessert? Now, I know that our um, physiologically, if that's the right context here, we love cake. Our brains are wired to like sugar and be addicted to sugar over broccoli. But setting all of that, the scientific facts aside, what if chocolate cake was the, the bad food, the, the food we had to get through. And broccoli was the reward. Broccoli was the thing we weren't allowed to have. Now, maybe you love broccoli and you hate chocolate cake, but I hope that you can understand the concept I'm trying to say is it's all these labels. So what if you looked at your life and didn't see things as good and bad, but you could still see that um, things are positive, they're working for you, that there's an epiphany to the pain because it's connected to something so much deeper that you could ever imagine. And that you were connected to something so much greater than you can ever imagine. And that you're loved so much more that you could ever imagine. So look at your life and see where the broccoli and the chocolate cakes are and see if you can switch them up and see what if this was the reward? What if... My life was different and this was a good thing. What if just being able to sleep in a bed was the positive? And I know um I talk about gratitude a lot, but it's so, so, so important for a healthy mind and a healthy soul and and to be able to drink the water we're supposed to do and um, to drink and to exercise and to do all the things that keep us going and keeping us well is that gratitude, knowing that we can and we get to, and it's all a gift. And knowing that the hard times are there for us and it's so, so hard. But if you are going through something right now, I'm hugging you and I love you so much. And, you know, I'm so sorry that things are tough and things are hard, but there's so, so much beauty in it. And I feel like a hypocrite, honestly. I'll be honest with you when I say this because... You know, just last week, I said to my friend, "Everything's horrible. We're falling apart. I can't do this." But then I had Glow who reached out and said, "Sarah, this is what's making you stronger. This is why you you love those sunny days is because of the cloudy or smoky days." And and it's so so true. Why do we love laying in bed in the um, at night after a hard day of work versus when we just You know, if you spend a day at the beach, the bed doesn't feel as good. The hot chocolate doesn't taste as good unless it's cold or we worked hard or that cold drink on a hot day. All those things is comparison and contrast. And so we need the ebb. We need the flow. We need the broccoli and we need the chocolate cake. Okay. I love you so much. I hope you're well and giving you a big, big hug. Give me a hug. Give, give give yourself a hug for me. That's what I'm trying to say. Give yourself a big hug for me. You are so, so loved. Thank you for listening. Uh, I've had quite a few solo episodes recently, but stay tuned because the next couple of weeks we have some very, very special guests coming on. We're going to talk about fitness and we're going to talk about some more things on mental health. I have one beautiful soul who is going to talk about her podcast and her mission and mental health and I have a very special longtime friend who is done Ironman multiple times and marathons and so many triathlons and he is going to come and talk about fitness and health and all of that so I'm super excited stay tuned for those and I love you so 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 much Thank you for joining me on another episode of Daily Dose of Serotonin. If this episode put a smile on your face or helped you in any way, please share it with someone who needs to hear how special they are. And most importantly, if you need a smile or an ear to listen, please reach out. I'd love to connect with you and send positive vibes and virtual hugs. You can find all my info to connect in the show notes. Keep shining, friends. Sending so, so, so much love.